does your logo really matter? That's what we're going to be talking about today on the North Pine Creative Podcast. Welcome. We're glad that you're here. Weston, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you? You are, I am, I'm doing well. You are a graphic designer and you are our uh, creative director here at North Pine Creative. Um, I love everything that you design pretty much. Like, I don't think I've seen one logo that you have designed that I haven't liked. (laughs) Not even like, there's a couple first drafts, I'm sure. Well, (laughs) that's the first draft. I mean, can you really blame the first draft? But it's Mm -hmm. every single logo like that's the finished product is awesome. Like the North Pine logo, for example, is super, super cool and such an awesome vibe that it gives off and a wonderful specimen of branding. Um, And that's really what we're going to be talking about today is if a logo really does matter um, for your business and should you really be putting a lot of thought and time into it um, and what to look for. And as as the expert in um, design and graphic design here at North Pine, um, I'm really excited to hear uh, your thoughts on that, Weston. So let's kind of first start off with, um, you know, really kind of defining what branding is, right? Because a logo is part of branding. Um, and, you know, we hear that, oh, that it's really a buzzword right now of, oh, your brand and, and all those sorts of things. And especially with influencers now, it's and people are becoming brands, whether they're football players or writers or actors or, you know, like those we talked about influencers on another podcast. Um, shout out to that one. Uh, go ahead and drop that one a listen. Um, but after you listen to this one, of course, but so what is branding? Let's just start there. What is branding? I'm sure that there's maybe a great definitive definition, but I like to think of it more as like anything that a consumer sees when they walk into your store or they log onto your site or even your social media. Um, it's good to have like brand standards. That way people can recognize what is coming from your business. they often include colors, which include like the the colors that are in the logo, as well as um, reference colors for future graphic design work, stuff that works with it. Um, it includes font choices uh, and like your standards for even like sizing of those on different documents. Uh, it's branding is kind of like a general guideline for marketing and creating media, but then also it could go as far as if you have a physical location, all of the trim has to look a certain way. Once you get into bigger, bigger brands, Starbucks, their book of their branding stuff is probably like 50 to 60 pages minimum. But in all reality, most simply for most businesses, it'll just come down to those like colors, um, uh, kind of your font choices and your logo design and just the general feel that a consumer would get when they look at something that your business has put out. I, I love the way you said feel. Cause when I, mm-hmm. I, I, that's always like, when I think about branding, I think about those, those feelings, those emotions um, yeah. that get awoken in someone when they look at like a logo or a website or even the physical store, like you mentioned, Starbucks. For sure. And, and that's kind of the goal of branding is to elicit a specific feel. Uh, um, yeah, I guess to simplify, to, to make it the most simple, that that's what it is. It's like, what do you want people to feel when they look at your brand and through the use of those different things like colors and font choices, you can 
give a certain feeling. Well, and branding too, just it goes mm-hmm. beyond like the graphical side of things and the visual side of things, but also goes into kind of like um, the experience that someone has too, right? Mm-hmm. Especially customer if service, one hundred percent, like that. Yeah. yeah, it's like what whatever those core values are that you're you represent when you're either if you're a service industry or a product or whatever that they get from using that product or or have having you do that service for them. Um, so then how does a logo kind of fit into that brand identity? Um, oftentimes, uh, logo will be the first thing someone sees, uh, to go along with my own example with Starbucks, uh, you're more likely to notice the logo before you notice the trim, you know, all along the walls. And so while it could encompass a whole lot of things, um, what it often does come down to is like the logo and the graphic design elements around that. Um, a logo should be able to work almost as a stand in for the rest of your branding and your brand identity. When you see the Starbucks logo, you can see being inside a Starbucks, you know what that looks like, you know, what experience you're going to have. Cause they've got a consistent drinks, beverages, and, uh, like food items to eat, you know, what experience you're going to have. Cause you have experience with that. And so in that way, Starbucks logo kind of stands in for their brand identity. And as consumers have more experience with your brand, they will start to feel that brand identity more as they just even look at the logo. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know that we attach certain things to those logos too, right? And value them at at a really like high high rate you know going once again going back to that starbucks example people will buy starbucks because of how it makes them feel and makes them Mm -hmm. look right and i know i'm guilty of that like i've done that with snowboarding brands or definitely coffee (laughs) i really like coffee and so i'll i'll do that too of like you know oh i want to buy the monster because that looks cool or oh i want to get starbucks because of the way it makes me look and stuff Um, but I guess that's more a product base there. So then what kind of separates then like a good logo from a bad logo, right? Like getting into more of the design aspects of it. Well, it's, uh, it's almost easier to start with what's, what's good. Um, you want something that's easy to recognize, um, uh, simple. And the way that I typically think of simple is if I deleted this file, could I replicate this? And if you can, that passes my simple test, you know, um, you want it to be unique. Uh, it it should stand out, um, with other businesses that are your competition, especially directly and locally, you're going to want to choose something unique from them, even if you're going for the same feel. And so you don't want to, you want to make sure that you're not being, no one's misinterpreting your logo as, Oh, this is that other business. Um, Another thing to keep in mind is, especially for small businesses, uh, it should fit all of your required uses. So if you're one person with a van and you are like the only place you're planning on printing it is on the side of that van, well, you should keep that in mind and the style that you choose and the fonts that you choose that, hey, this logo will be moving down the interstate. I want people to recognize it. And so just making sure it fits in all the required uses. If you're, you know, a legal firm, maybe you want to go with something clean that fits in the fonts. So that way when you're sending invoices or 
legal papers, you can actually have your branded logo on there. But if it's too complex or too much colors, um, it doesn't quite work, which leads me into my next point. Uh, it should look good with both the branded colors that you've chose, but then if you transfer it to black and white, it should also be visible and easy to see. And that's not just for like, if you don't have a colored printer or something like that, but also if you're choosing like reds and greens, you're going to, a certain percent of the population can't even see the difference between that. So there is some accessibility there too, where you want to use things that are, you know, they contrast enough that you can see them even when you take all the color out and it's just like, how dark is this? And so to go kind of to the second part of that question, a bad logo, it would be super generic looking. It wouldn't fit your brand. Uh, could be complex. Maybe I've seen a couple that are like hand drawn that I would fit into that where it's like, it looks cool. It looked good on a shirt, but maybe not, you know, doesn't look like a great logo. Not pleasing to look at, right? Like there are just right, some exactly. things that just are not pleasing to look at and don't follow like simple design mm -hmm. or composition rules, right? Cause there's a lot of rules when it comes to comp composition, you know, not just in photography and videography, but also in logo mm -hmm. design. Right. Yeah. Um, I like what you, uh, when you mentioned the accessibility part, cause that's something that's really, you know, I didn't really think of until you started mentioning it was like the accessibility mm -hmm. part of being able for, you know, the majority of the population to be able to see that. And there's a lot of people mm -hmm. out there who are colorblind. Um, for yeah. example, um, you know, I know someone who they, their significant other, it can't see a certain shade of color. And so it's hard for them because, you know, they'll look at something like, ah, it just looks gray to me, or it looks like this to me. Um, so keeping mm -hmm. that in mind can, can really deter you it's it's funny how you know we went from very like crazy contrasting bright all over the place color design from like the 90s and early 2000s to mm -hmm. what it is now um oh, but sure, that, yeah. that make that makes a lot of sense yeah well and there's there's other places where that would help as well if you have a storefront and this is going to be printed on a sign if someone's driving by at night especially if you're an agency that's maybe not open during the day you might not have a light up <laughs> sign but if you have a clean and distinctive logo, even in the dark, it might show up better. Um, and just like other environmental factors like that, you can't control exactly where everyone's going to see your logo, but you can control what the logo looks like and whether or not they're going to be able to recognize it in most cases. That logo goes beyond just like, you know, looking cool, right? Um, it, it kind of sets up everything else you know, how mm -hmm. kind of, it's a really good place to start your brand, right? It's, this is the vibe and this is the, this is the art style. This is right. what we want to get off of it. And that'll influence like your, your marketing, both on social media, but advertisements, right? Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's almost step one, unless, you know, unless you want to like choose a color palette or something like that, that kind of incorporates into the logo design. Logo design really should be step one when you're doing this, because if you have a business, you should be either have a website or some sort of social media, most likely some way of outreaching to someone, unless you're completely word of mouth, in which case maybe you don't need it. If you're just getting calls from your neighbors because you're a handyman and you've got plenty of work, maybe you don't need to worry about it. But if you don't, 
what is the what what photo are you going to be using for your lo, uh, for your uh, social media uh, profile photos? Is it just going to be a photo of you? Because then it's going to be confusing and it's not going to look like a professional business. You're probably going to get less hits um, or leads that way through social media. And so it's just generally like professionalism. It should be almost your step one. And that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, I mean, because when I, I I love branding, that's that's my like fun little thing. It's. And, and when I think about branding, I really think about making sure that I have that logo in place to guide everything. Right. Um, and that's typically, you know, when we've worked on business ventures together or worked with clients, it's, we always talk about like, you know, having a really solid logo. And I think that's really important. So then, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of answers the question already of does your logo really matter? And yeah, I guess it does, yeah. you know, because it really mm-hmm. is going to influence the rest of your your brand and your marketing, right? Um, it's right. a piece and, of it, but it's an important piece. Yeah. And if you don't have a huge budget, if you spend your money on a logo and get a good logo, you could you could build out the rest of your marketing on something like Canva with little to no expertise. Well, yeah. And, and I noticed now that, you know, Canva is doing logos and I mean, even Wix, um, you know, that mm. platform to build websites on, which I love Wix. I think it's a fantastic platform, especially editor X it's their new, um, design tool, um, for website designers and builders. And it's really, they, they like build that in where you can get a logo through us. And that's great and all, but is there kind of some negative sides to that? Because you mentioned like, you know, you want something to stand out, right? Yeah. Like you don't want it to just be what everyone else is doing. mm -hmm. And I feel like, especially with Canva, no offense to Canva, because I love Canva and it's a fantastic program. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of the logos that I've seen from there are just very generic and you're the chances of you using the same templated design and just dropping your names in there, it's going to look like somebody else's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I would say be very careful uh, when you're choosing, if you're going to have someone else design your logo, be very careful in choosing uh, who and where you do that. I'm not going to go through and grade all of the different places, but just for example, Fiverr has a lot of great designers. It also has a lot, of horrible designers like a lot <laughs> lot of horrible designers people who people who understand the basics and they're essentially just they've basically built up a library of what i would consider clip art and are now selling it to people every time someone gives them ten dollars and that's not something that you want you want someone who's going to be asking questions and figuring out exactly what's going to work best for your brand and actually understand what space do you fill in the marketplace and trying to, you know, give you a logo, the end product that fills that spot. You get what you pay for. Right. And going off of uh, what you were talking about of like, does like a designer asking you questions, what are um, some of the questions that if you were going to work with someone who actually is a, like a logo designer and stuff mm-hmm. like that, what are some of the questions that you could expect them to ask? Because, I mean, it, like you talked about on Fiverr, there's a lot of you know great designers, but there's a lot of bad designers. So mm-hmm. 
there's also a good chance that when you're in the real world or you meet someone or whatever, and like, oh, I design logos and yada, yada. What are some of the questions that are really going to, you know, show if someone actually knows what they're talking about or doesn't? Like, what should you really be expecting from someone who does know what they're talking about? Um, a portfolio, first off. Um, even if it's not like a clean sheet of paper that has everything they've ever done if they send you some designs you, you should get a grasp for what is this person's skill level and what kind of art are they are they doing um and that's kind of like the very first thing you should do when you're reaching out to someone uh on a lot of websites you you could see uh stuff that they've worked on in the past and that is a probably a great indicator of the type of work they're going to do for you in the future if there's like a lot of um variety and if all of the logos look clean and well done they'll probably end up doing about the same thing for you and so i would say that the number one thing to look at is what has this person done in the past and if it's all one style and that's not the style you want maybe you should find someone that has a little bit more um experience uh especially in branding and logo creation. Cause I know that there's, there's plenty of people, you know, you probably have like a niece or a cousin who does art or something just because someone's good at drawing. Doesn't mean that transitions to marketing and branding. And so I would say, take, take a look at that. What is their experience with logos? What have they done? Will it fit what you're doing? Um, and then it's just kind of hammering out the details with them. And make sure that you have a good understanding of how many revisions do I have? Uh, if I absolutely hate the final project, what do I get any money back? Uh, can we discuss maybe starting over with a new idea or something like that? Uh, as well as like, how long will it take? Cause there are people who would love to sit down and work on it for like a month. I love having time when I'm making designs, but sometimes if you're paying someone like a large amount of money, you might say, Hey, I would like to see the first revision of this in, in like a week and then give you some notes. So I would just say, ask questions related to how does this work? Once I've hired you, what do I expect? What should I expect this timeline to be? And that really shows the professionalism level too of the person mm -hmm. and, and everyone's in different spots, right. And, and how they do it. And you mentioned, you know, that person who just, Oh, well they, they know how to do art and they draw and they do graphic design and stuff like that. But those mm -hmm. skills don't necessarily relate to branding. And I've seen that a lot with, you know, creatives, you know, us being creatives ourselves, we love to just like, we have an idea and we want to go for it, but that might not be what's going to fit the brand and fit the client and fit what they're trying to accomplish. And we always have to right. keep that in mind when we're, you know, working with people and designing things for them. Cause it's like, mm -hmm. it's really easy to just be like, well, I know this looks better just from a design perspective, but that might not be what the client wants too. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and that's kind of diving into like stuff for people who are creatives. But if you are a creative who's listening to this and you do some graphic design and you're kind of dipping into like, you know, wanting to do branding, those are those are some great pointers that, you know, Weston, you just mentioned there for someone looking to get into um into doing logo design and branding. So mm -hmm. then um what should your logo designer be asking you? 
right? You know, you're going to want them to get you a portfolio, um, mm -hmm. you know, kind of ask for timelines, those sorts of things, and kind of some of the, the details of the project. But um, what should they be asking you? Um, well, first off, if it's someone who's local, I would say they should be wanting to visit your place of business once at least. And if they're not, they should be asking questions like, what does your business do? Can I have a photo of like some, some things that you have done? Uh, what's your target market and just understanding what your business is. It is the, the better understanding a graphic designer has of that. As long as they can transition that into logo design, the better the final design will end up being. Um, Another great question they should be asking is probably something related to what's your local competition? What is like the closest thing to your business? That's not your business in your area. And we'll take a look at what do they have for logos? Um, what is the style that they have chosen? Is it working and why? Um, now, obviously you can get a little murky there with trying to copy, but your goal is to not copy. And so you want to look at that and say, Hey, this works. We want to choose maybe a similar style or like a similar font, but we don't want to uh, replicate that in any way. Cause you want it to still be unique and all of that. But that gives the designer a very good idea of uh, what direction to go and what you could be expecting from a logo as well. Um, they should be asking about uh, what are your current, like, uh, what are your, uh, what's your current like brand identity? Like what are the colors that you are currently using? Do you have like specific fonts that you're, that you want to use, you know, just brand standard things. They should have a good grip of what that is for your business. If you already have it again, hopefully getting a logo is your first step. But even if that is the case, you could say, Hey, I would, I would prefer like a, like a green to be involved in some way. Um, uh, another thing they should be asking for is kind of like a vision board of sorts. Just send me a bunch of logos that you really like and just like a one sentence description. Why is it that I like this one? Um, and, th and that's very good because you could send a whole bunch of logos that are all different to the designer and then they can pick out, Oh, you like the font choice in this. You like the layout of this one. You like the colors chosen from this one. And that actually helps narrow down the style that you'd like to choose again, not trying to copy, but if we have a lot of examples out there, we may as well look at examples to figure out how do we give the best product available. For sure. And, and that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I remember uh, one of the clients that we worked with, um, they were a security and access system company. Um, so they were installing those sorts of things. And I remember sitting down and like asking them, okay, so, you know, what is, you know, what are, what is your why? Like, what is, what do people walk away with when they work with you? And that really gave me an understanding of like, oh, this is, this is their value. All right. And so we know, so that has to be come out of the logo, but then also, um, we went through that process of looking at some competitors and, um, asking kind of like, um, you know, what are some logos that you like? And they didn't really have any, but one of the things was, you know, everyone uses blue, 
<laughs> right? And that, that was very typical for the industry. And then same thing with um, everyone uses a shield <laughs> with security, like the amount of companies that use some sort of variation with that or like a lock or those sorts of things. So right. what we ended, the solution that came about was um, along with some other things that they needed based on their name we came out with this uh i we developed this idea of using um a fingerprint scanner in like a uh um in like a hexagonal shape and it looked really cool because it was like oh when i think of modern access and security like oh well that that feels very modern right and so the mm -hmm. font style correlated to that feeling of modern as well as um professionalism in those sorts of things and then the main color uh colors that ended up coming out of it were really just very like you talked about making it simple making it straightforward where it was just black white and then uh used like an opaque uh or turquoise color um so it had like more of those greenish blues in there so it still felt professional it still felt secure because even colors have you know feelings associated them right that's that's why that's, everyone chooses blue is because of the psychology behind it <laughs> yeah we could go on forever yeah, yeah, yeah. About just the that, psychology that, of podcast. color science right and, and oh, yeah. brand colors which is why you don't you know you don't want to use like a very bright green right next to some weird, you know, odd color. I can't even think I'm trying to think of the color wheel and one of the odd colors, like a green and a really, I want to say yellow and I'm going to make fun of then the Packers because <laughs> if we're being honest, green and yellow, it's not a good combination. <laughs> it's not phenomenal though. But. No, it doesn't. It doesn't like, eh, but that's, that's the way the green Bay Packers have it. Shout out to the green Bay Packers. Uh, a Raj and all those guys. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with you on making sure that you give as much information to your designer as possible and they should be asking those questions too. Right. And, and I love what you talked about, like getting examples and finding the types of font and those sorts of things. And when it comes to branding, your mission and your why is really important. Um, and you know, Anytime I talk to people and consult them on branding, I always talk to them about like, you need to give me like, first, tell me your why, why do you exist? Like, why does your business mm -hmm. exist? And then, okay, from that, why, <clears throat> what are the three like key things that come out of that? Why, right. That you do. Um, and you know, for North Pine, I'll use us as an example. <clears throat> our why is really just wanting to help businesses, right? We want to help businesses mm -hmm. succeed and really level up their marketing, right? Um, in whatever way that is. Um, and primarily we do that through web design and social media um, and branding. But then the three kind of key things that guide that are create, develop, and implement because it relates to those things and it relates to the process of how we're going to get you where you're going. Right. And how we're going to help you. And and all that stuff needs to come through in the logo. Right. Like it, it's got to be there. Um, I know I'm mm -hmm. interviewing you here about it, but I just wanted to go off on a wonderful no. tangent about, you know. Yeah, no, that, that is a great way to. Kind of simplify that and just like the most basic way of like, this is how they should be. This is how a designer should be treating this project. And. I think that is a good baseline is just figuring out what does the business do and what are the, what are the core factors there that get that done? 
mm-hmm. and how should people feel about those? I like that. Cause there's a lot of logos that look really bad out there. Not going to lie. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> like I understand that Canva. It's awesome. I wouldn't, I wouldn't design your logo through Canva, but I digress. Yeah. Unless um, you really knew what you were doing. And in that case, please just open up Photoshop or whatever. The other thing is you normally use, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and I know I've used Canva as a baseline to come up with what I want to do to kind of draw mm-hmm. up some concepts. And then off of that, going into Illustrator and stuff like that. And that that's another thing that you don't get from just creating a logo through Canva or through Wix or whatever else baseline um, is you're not getting the vectors, right? So the vectors are in Weston please help me in explaining vectors because I'm not super technical on them. I know what they are and I know how they work. I don't know the technicality behind it. So with a vector image, what you have is something that's very different from like an image that you would take with your phone, uh, with your phone. Uh, it's all coded to be a, this color, this pixels, this color, and it goes here, this pixels, this color, and it goes here with a vectored image. It's, uh, put it most simply a complex, mathematical equation basically that tells a program this is the shape that i'm going for and the benefit to that as opposed to something that is the opposite which would be considered a rasterized image which is that pixel for pixel is that this logo could be scaled up to whatever scale you needed literally the size of the planet would be fine also like down to about the smallest size that I mean, there is some limitations. Obviously, if you go down to a a certain size, the amount of pixels in the final product won't show the logo. But basically, a vector image can be scaled uh, in a lossless format, meaning you're not getting any pixelation, any distortion. Uh, It's all going to come out looking sharp in the end um, at any size, as long as it's big enough to physically see. So it doesn't stretch it. Right. And, you know, you see that a lot of times of things will look really stretched or distorted, especially on social media um, and not using the proper sizes um, that the social media platforms recommend, you know, and it just, it looks bad and it looks unprofessional. Well, Well, you, you've seen it when you screenshot like a whole page and then you zoom in on one part, it doesn't make there's not more resolution. Maybe you can see it a little bit better if you need glasses or something, but it's not going to change the quality of the, of the logo. If you are using vector rather than, you know, again, if you screenshot and zoom in, everyone's seen that like the little digital gain where it's like blurry on the edges and the text isn't quite clear. It's just unprofessional. And so, when you're working with someone, make sure you try and get that vector image or that Adobe illustrator file or something that has that raw data on it. That'll allow you to have a very, you know, forever to have that professional clean looking logo. Yeah. And you can then give that to whoever else you work with. Right. So let's say that person kind of moves on or you stop working with them, you know, or you go to print something and well, I don't do really printing and, or I, I, I don't kind of dabble in that. Um, you know, you can get that to the person who's going to be printing, you know, t-shirts and stuff for you to make sure that it's mm. actually going to work. <laughs> <Right. clears throat> 
Um, so I guess, you know, we've kind of already know the answer to this question, right? But does your logo really matter, Weston? Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. It, in 99.9% of situations, unless you are that handyman that I talked about earlier, where everything is word of mouth, people just call your home phone, whatever. But if you have any sort of presence or you're trying to get new customers in, uh, it, it's very important to have a brand identity. And at the core of that should be your logo. Um, logo is going to be the most unique thing. Even if you just have like regular font with like a couple colors on the side of a truck or something, it's not going to stand out. It's not going to be as recognizable unless there is a unique icon or some sort of unique typography, which is, you know, an area of graphic design where you could definitely have a logo where it's just type, but do it right. If you're going to do it that way, you know, go with a professional probably to choose those kind of things. Uh, but yeah, I think a logo is tremendously important. It is your brand's identity. It is what uh, people will recognize scrolling through their page, scrolling, yeah, scrolling through any sort of social media. If they follow you and the, your like your profile photo is just a photo of you on your vacation to Hawaii or whatever, as they're scrolling through, they're not going to see. Oh, that's that. You know. Uh, handyman that i like to hire that's my plumber they're just going to be like who's who's that probably even just scroll past it but if they see the logo and then you have something in the post that's interesting that that will connect you know it all adds to your brand value and your company which to your consumers should be a separate entity than yourself in most cases and so it's all about this is the public facing for lack of a better word, face of your business. Um, yeah, very important. Well, awesome. Well, thanks Weston for, uh, giving your thoughts on, you know, what makes a good logo and what makes a bad logo and just kind of some general s help in that arena, because it's definitely one where, you know, everybody wants a logo, um, but how do you separate that logo out too? And, you know, Hey, I think we need to do another podcast here, just kind of about branding yourself. Right. And kind of mm -hmm. going through that Absolutely. as a logo is just one piece to that. And it's a very important piece, um, as you mentioned. Um, so if you did like what you listened and heard today, go ahead and drop us a follow so you can make sure to, uh, be notified when that next episode comes out about branding. Cause I guarantee you, we're going to do one. If you have a question at all about, um, branding or logo, design or like to get in touch to talk about your logo um, go ahead and drop us a comment down in below if you're on youtube or on facebook um, or you can visit our website at northpinecreative.com and we have a form there to get in touch with you um, other than that i hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and we'll see you next time